People are probably wondering what you do with bananas or something. <laughs> well, you know, look, man, the uh, the thing about sex, well, maybe we shouldn't get into it in this episode, but... No, no, yeah. just hold, hold your powder there. Hold right. your powder there. Easy. For... <laughs> okay. Welcome to Think, Act, Get with James Shremko and Ezra Firestone. What you think determines how you act, which results in what you get. So join in now as we discuss how you can think differently, act faster, and get high-performance results in your business. Hey everyone, Ezra Firestone here. Welcome back to thinkactget.com. Ezra Firestone, James Shramko, my co- <laughs> Let me do that over, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Come on, you never make mistakes, Ezra? Oh, I do from time to time. You know what? This fits right in with our it episode does. today. So, it does. Uh, my co-host is always James Shramko. James, how you doing, man? Good, mate. On this podcast, because you're you're a prolific <laughs> podcaster these days, right? I am, dude. I'm because you've I'm, got this like can-do attitude. Well, speaking of which, the topic for today's episode is attitude. And uh, you know, in your business and your life, attitude is everything. Your attitude pretty much actually completely dictates how much you enjoy your life. So you could have a screw up at the beginning of the podcast or what you perceive to be a screw up and your partner says, nah, man, just keep going through it. So you keep going and you keep a positive attitude. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that's something about being an entrepreneur. You are going to repeatedly have things thrown up in your face. It's just, it's going to happen because Compared to the steady paycheck, standard take a job type approach that most of the world is indoctrinated into, we almost put ourselves out there to be exposed to this continual criticism, failure. We don't really know. We don't have certainty like other people. But one thing I am certain of is that you can actually truly live. So, you know, a little stumble here and there, it's not a big deal. In fact, I think our listener probably appreciates that we're human and normal. I, I've actually had someone recently tell me, oh, my God, you are human because they, you know, I was vulnerable about something that uh, that I shared with them. And they said, I always thought you were just some kind of machine or system. And whilst it's true that when I'm doing my video recordings these days, quite often I have no bloopers because I just do it in one take and I start, I record, I finish, and in some cases, there's not even any edit points. However, if you look behind that, it's because 20 years ago, I had acting coaching for six years or so, and I just refined and refined and refined. So it's not by accident. It's just... Were you trying to be an actor? I was. I was trying to be. When I was 20, I very much liked the idea of being a famous actor. Uh, And 20 years down the track, uh, now I get to record audios and make videos and i literally am the script writer director actor producer sound lighting equipment dude like i've got the whole gamut of creative scope here so it's funny about that yeah you know i believe we are in show business we are you know here well i'm here to edutain i like to educate definitely sounds like a an acne medicine (laughs) yeah well you're supposed to say is that is that even a word james because i pick you up on all that you know when you say stuff like chargy and uh chargiest chargiest i think that we truly are able to dictate what happens and i remember this quote around attitude and i don't want to rush too far ahead but your attitude determines your altitude was something that really stuck with me when i heard that and i'm like yeah a lot of people set their altitude too low they're like as soon as they start going higher than where they're supposed to be 
they automatically adjust and get it back down to that safe, comfortable flying zone. Hey, James, I want you to roll down through the show notes and go to the Think About It quote section real quick. All right, I'm scrolling down here. Live. This is live. I got here. Uh, attitude is everything. That one? No, no. Down under Think About It, your quote, James for James. Oh, yep. Your attitude, not your aptitude, will determine your altitude. Zig Ziglar. Wow. See, we must have some synchronicity going on here. You pulled it up, man. So look, guys, you have choice in deciding how you perceive your world. Are you enthusiastically getting up and taking on the cycles and relationships in your life, or are you playing halfway and resenting things as you're doing them? How is your attitude affecting your business and your life? That's what we're exploring in this episode of Think, Act, Get. Nice. Let's rock into it. All right. Well, I've got a story, and it, it's about Stephen King. So you guys all know Stephen King, uh, wrote a bunch of cool books, uh, widely considered one of the you know, most prolific and best authors of our time. Uh, he wrote an article called Cool and the Gang, and I highly recommend you read it. And basically, he was having a look at the nature of cool. And he cool the word C O O L. And he was saying that, you know, cool is one of those things that you just are or you aren't and that you can't make it up. You can't create it. You can't manufacture it that you just are cool or you're not. So like, and he would give some examples. I don't think he gave this example, but George Clooney, right? Like that dude is cool. You know, George Clooney, cool dude. Russell Crowe, on the other hand, wonderful actor, not cool, just not a cool guy, you know? And I'm going to actually disagree with you, Dr. King. I think. Cool is your attitude, and you have control over that. Russell Crowe's not cool because he has a shitty attitude. He's throwing phones at people and stuff. Got to say, you know, he was one of the rudest people I've ever dealt with when I was selling Mercedes-Benz. Well, there you go. You met met him? Yeah, I did. I actually met him. I sold him a car about 30 seconds after him telling me I'm the worst salesperson he's ever met. (laughs) I had him signing a check. Oh my God. Well, he's, yeah. So uh, that guy's got a poor attitude. Apparently it's, you know, it's not really hindering him. Well, I was surprised. He has a very big ego. That was the thing that struck me the most. And like he actually believed in his own bullshit. But ultimately, you know, I actually had a much better experience with Australia's wealthiest family, like billionaires. And the guy was so humble and polite and nice to deal with compared to this egomaniac Hollywood actor who on the general scheme of wealth is not, he's just not there compared to the billionaire. So I think that attitude is something that you can control. I remember seeing this uh, video when I was in sales. It was called Fish and it was about that Pike's Place in uh, San Francisco, is I, I think it, it is. I think it's yeah. San Francisco. Yeah, where they're throwing fish around, and, it's a, and there's this line: "Choose your attitude." And this guy's shoveling ice in a fishmonger's shop, and he's saying, "Look, I can choose to be upset, or I can choose to be happy. Today, I choose to be happy." And that really struck home with me. I'm like, you can actually choose your attitude. You don't have to have it imprinted over you. It's so, I mean, most people don't feel that level of freedom of choice or that level of in control of their life. Most people are feeling quite victimized by the circumstances around them. And look, you may not have full control over what happens to you, but you do have control over how you judge it and how you move through it. Yeah. Well, I mean, attitude is everywhere in society, isn't it? I remember even in um, school is a classic one. I just keep coming back to school because as I watch my children progress through there and as I occasionally get tangled into parents, other parents with uh, interactions like when I joined their charity uh, fundraiser 
thing. That was an eye-opener. And people have amazingly different approaches to the, the way that they conduct themselves, but both the teachers about education and the parents about you know, how they get involved with school. But I, I think um, in terms of attitude, people... People make choices that may not actually give them the lifestyle that they actually want. Well, there's a story here that I think is quite relevant that I'd love for you to tell, which is the marketing campaign that you did. Well, I went along to this fundraising thing with the parents and they were sitting around. It was all these ladies and they were fussing over whether it was going to be a pink ribbon or a yellow ribbon or an orange ribbon and which things they'd put in the little package that people would get when they arrive at the event because it would be a really nice thing for people to have. And I'm like, hang on a second. Do you, do you guys want to make money? Like, where are we holding this thing? And they said, in the school hall. I'm like, how many people does it fit? And they said, a hundred. I said, well, then that's the capacity. Why don't we hold it in the high school uh, basketball hall, which holds 200? Like, let's double the capacity. And now here's a key, here's a key part of this story. What happened immediately after you asked that? Oh, yeah. They said, oh, but, but, um, you know, they're not going to let us use their hall. I'm like, of course they will. They, they're trying to recruit our primary school kids into their high school. They'll do, they'll bend over backwards to accommodate our school. It's like the, it's like a fantastic marketing for them to host this venue. And then I went to a, um, a wine customer of mine from Mercedes Benz and said, Hey, I've got an opportunity for you to put your wine samples on every table at this event. And, everyone will know about your brand and I'll make sure you get a plug. And he goes, oh, that'd be great. So I went back to the parents and I said, now, how do you sell this thing? And they actually sell this by manning a stall in the library for about eight weeks and they sell tickets just one at a time. I'm like, you've got to be joking me. So I said, right, let's say the tickets are coming on sale in two weeks from now on this date, we'll be in the library and for every table of 10, you'll get a free bottle of wine when you book your table of 10. We sold the whole thing out in one day with a marketing rollout, a marketing launch. And then at the event, we had uh, raffles and prizes and all sorts of other things. The bottom line is that we more than doubled their best intake ever. And a few years later, I'm here getting email spam from the parents doing it the old way. They're manning the library for eight weeks. They want volunteers to go and man the sausage sizzle at the local hardware. And I'm like, fuck that. You've forgotten everything that I taught you. And it's such a shame, but I don't know how you're going to tie this back to attitude, but it's a great story. The point is... Well, I, th I think it ties really clearly back to attitude, which is that their attitude was one of they could only have it this way, and this was the way it gets done. And even when shown a new way... They couldn't see it because they had this negative attitude towards, oh, the, like every, every step along that process, the, the high school won't let us. There's no other way to do it than this. We're victimized by A, B, and C. I mean, I, when you told the story, there were, last time I had more, you know, specifics, but I think it's quite relevant to that their attitude was one, uh, well, resistance and I, I'm looking for resistance. a word for small minded, <laughs> but it was, you know. Yeah. Well, they're focusing on the wrong things like usual. Like they're more interested in colors than profit. And I'm like, the whole point of a fundraising committee is to raise funds, I thought. But it turns out the point of a fundraising committee is a parent bitch fest where you can gossip around all the other parents and choose pretty colors. So I didn't realize this. Anyway, I actually registered a domain and 
documented my entire process. I even had a direct response letter from my uh, kid at the time with his picture and it had the headline, a subheadline, and it says, all the parents at my school want to know more about your shop. It was a totally uh, cheese letter, as you would know from I Love Marketing. That was all in the interests of the shop. And it says, all you need to do is just reply back to me and no, reply back to my dad and tell him which things he can come and pick up to sell off at the school trivia night. And we'll be sure to make sure everyone knows about your store. And it, and it worked like crazy. I had this massive pile of stuff sent to me by all these shops, just couldn't throw enough stuff at me, which we sold off and raffled. We had bicycles, we had all sorts of things. And I gave them all the templates. And then of course it just gets unlearned. It just disappears off the planet when I moved on. It's a bummer, man. It's a bummer because, you know, you know, I think there's a business in that for anyone listening. If you want to go and become a fundraiser for schools. Oh, it has uh, to be a big market. I'm still sitting on my domain. I never put that product out there, but it was, it's a hot idea and I've got a thick folder with all my templates. I, I bet you got about 15 or 20 of those sitting around. <laughs> <laughs> Keep guessing, buddy. <laughs> I'm like, I've got everything from travel agent secrets right through to debt collection tips, you know. Oh, like, that's awesome. I, I have this most general knowledge of most people that I know. Maybe only Jay Abraham's got more, but I have tried so many different things and the core is the same. And maybe it's this attitude that I have that it's always possible. There's always a way out. You just have to discover it. You've just got to find the rearrangement that makes it possible. So I'm very, uh, I wouldn't say I'm, uh, what do you say, these, these positive minor people where everything's saccharine sweet. I'm not like that, but I am very pragmatic. I like everything for me is a puzzle that can be solved. It's a challenge that can be worked out. There is always a way to work it out. Yeah. You're not just a hopeless optimist, you know? No, I'm not this, I'm not. I don't, don't like all that, uh, airy fairy. So, so, the, the question true. really yeah. is what is your go-to state of mind? What is your go-to attitude? Where do you spend most of your time? Because as we all know, how you think shapes your world. So, you know, you, you really can have a positive attitude. You really can perceive things as good and have the viewpoint that you can, period. You know, I think it's important to be around people like that where the default position is one of positive expectation and enthusiasm. And because the way I look at it, if you're not excited about today and if you're not eagerly ready to wake up and get into it, then... Life's pretty much finished, isn't it? Because time equals life. So when, when you aren't looking forward to investing that day or doing what you want today or ripping into the next challenge or devouring uh, something creative or interesting, then it's pretty much over. And I was reading somewhere yesterday that artists and creative people tend to live longer than people who drone it out in a corporate job. And I thought that was fascinating. I, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. You know, they're enjoying themselves. They're excited about what they're doing. They're looking forward to going, going to work and creating. And this leads us right into our weekly willpower wager this week, which is every day for the next seven days. Before you do your consistent weekly cycles, right? It could be eating or sleeping or working out or a conference call or whatever. Take a second to register with yourself your attitude 
towards what you're about to do. So take inventory of your attitude and adjust it towards a more open and positive outlook and see how that uh, affects your life. See how that affects your business. See how that affects whatever these consistent things that you're doing are. If each time before you do that every day, you register with yourself how you're feeling about that thing. Are you enthusiastic? Are you happy to be doing this? Or are you sitting there being like unhappy that you're about to do this thing or resenting it or whatever? God, you know, that reminds me of this... um in that fish video, there's this other guy, the boss, and people keep asking him stupid questions all day and he gets cross about it and he's like, he's just giving attitude to the customer. But then he has this realization, the customer hasn't been answering this thing, you know, 10 times a day, every day of the year. The customer's only asking for the very first time. So a good time to take stock of your attitude is probably just before you get into any kind of customer support scenario <laughs> and to remember... People are only asking the silly questions because they don't know and you should basically uh, help them out rather than get angry with them, which is pretty tempting after you get the same thing over and over and over again and take responsibility to lift up your FAQs and uh, training materials and support to make sure that you're getting less of these type of questions. So that's just one example that springs to mind from that. It's so true. When I was working at the yoga studio, um, I'm working at the front desk of a yoga studio and we're having 50 to 75 people coming every hour to register. They all come to the front desk. They buy their water. They buy their coconut water. They register. They get their towels and they all have the same questions. And it can be a bit frustrating working in that position, answering question after question after question. So what we did was we put up these uh, placards all over the studio that, that had basically the, you know, the, the information to the most frequently asked questions, put them in the bathroom by the mirror, put them at the front desk, put them on in the stairwell on the way down to the studio. And it significantly reduced the amount of, um, you know, the amount of, of, of those questions we got. And it made a big difference because it is tough being in that spot where you're doing something that's redundant. Yeah. All right. So what have we got now? We've got some comments uh, or we've got some news and updates. We could go straight into the comments, hit the news and updates after that. Yeah. Do the comments. I think this is exciting because we've now got SpeakPipe installed on our site so people can actually leave a message and we're going to play the messages and then we're going to respond. Right, so. Well, we got three. We're going to hit three comments before that, and then we're going to play the two that we have for this week's Speak Pipe. So the first three are, (laughs) the first one is, hey, Ezra, I enjoy your Think at Get podcast with James Schramko. I'm listening to them all over again. Can't wait for the sex podcast. (laughs) And I don't don't know who said that. Actually, I have to go back and look. But somebody's excited. Man, we've been getting – this is actually one of our news and updates. I'll just go right into it. We've been getting so so many people being like, hey, dude, when's that sex episode coming out? (laughs) Hey, man, I want to (laughs) hear – I want to know what's up with the sex episode. So we might actually do it. And if we do, we're going to have a really, really special guest for that episode. So be on the lookout for that because we're getting a lot of people asking about it. And I've got someone I'm going to bring on that. uh, I just think it's because you've got like the weirdest stuff around everything else. It's just got to be intriguing, the sex side. I'm like, people are probably wondering what you do with bananas or something. Well, you know, look, man, the uh, the thing about sex, well, maybe we shouldn't get into it in this episode, but... No, no, yeah. just hold, hold your powder there. Hold All your right. powder there. Easy. For, <laughs> I can tell you're as interested in it as the listeners. Oh, All right. It's going to be a fun one. What else you got? We've got Tim, and this was on the episode of Success. He says, hey, guys, I've listened to this three times now. Good stuff. Keep them coming. Thank you. Well, thanks, Tim. We appreciate that. And lastly, Anne on Motivation says, best new podcast to hit the scene. 
as well as my must-listen on my must-listen playlist. Ezra and James, you guys are a great team, a perfect mix of spirituality and business. As for where I listen to tag, I do it on my frequent jogs. I like to think that the combination keeps my body and mind alive. Keep up the exceptional work. Love it. Yeah, there you go. That was a very sweet that comment. Is, that Thank is you, lovely. Yes, we've got spirituality and business. Lucky I've got the spirituality covered, mate. Yeah, you got that in spades, dude. <laughs> okay. Well, we're going to hear from somebody right now, so we can go ahead and play that. Hey guys, this is Brandon Middleton here, um, based out of Torrington, Connecticut, and I just wanted to give you guys a quick shout out and say thank you for um, thinkactget.com, the podcasts are um, are awesome. So the last uh, seven years, I've been in the information marketing space. A lot of my clients um, are in like the wealth niche, and I've seen all kinds of you know podcasts, all kinds of information products, trainings. You know, I help a lot of my clients, you know, put together a lot of the stuff that you guys talk about when it comes to either, you know, marketing and, and things like that. And I got to tell you, it is refreshing to come across a channel like this, where you get a lot of really solid quality, good information that makes you think, um, isn't full of a bunch of woo woo, and um, gives you some real actionable things that you can put into your life and into your business. So I thank you guys for what you do. Please keep it up. Keep the, the episodes coming. I look forward to them every week. And that's it. Thanks again, guys. Um, talk soon. Bye. You know, Brandon, thank you so much for that because honestly, many people would, would consider this stuff woo-woo. So uh, I appreciate that, that you see that. It, it really is. No, that's where I'm here. I'm here to unwoo-woo this. Yeah, you do a really I, good job. I'll rein you in. Yeah. I'll rein you in when, it, when it's required. But you know what? I think the real important lesson here is that you can actually go into an established market, which is say, business topics, and have a fresh approach. Everything has not been done before. You know, it's out there, but you can still put a new angle on it. You can still come up with a new combination. I would akin, make it akin to uh, like cooking. You can go and take the same ingredients, but you can cook it in a different way. And I think we're producing something that is unique. And the rare combination of Ezra and me, like we're completely different people, but we have actually a lot of synchronicity in, in our core values, but at such different angles. It, we are able to come up with something new. So take this lesson back to your business and think about if you're in an established market, how can you do it in a way that is refreshing? And that's probably the key word for your audience. It's so true. And it's, it goes right along with what you talk about with innovation that, you know, and I think that, that what is refreshing is inserting, and this is go straight into own the race course, inserting your personal viewpoint on whatever's happening in your market, whatever is relevant, whatever topics and conversations are relevant to your community. If you're willing to share what you actually think about them, that is refreshing. People like that stuff. It works. Yeah. Which is kind of what we're doing here. Honestly. Yeah. Put the emotion into it. The, in, in fact, the last month or so, I've really been dialing up my emotion into my work and it's really being recognized. My audience can tell. I'm, certainly, I'm more vulnerable and, and uh, it, it involves putting yourself out there a bit. But the more I do it, the more support that I've had. Everything from pictures of a sunrise through to, you know, revealing more layers about my past and how I came to be in the scenario that I'm in now. People are fascinated with that stuff. And, and if you want to pull up the curtain a bit 
open the kimono and let people in and see that you're human and and how you got to where you got to and why you have the attitudes you do. I think people are really interested in that if you're putting out good messages. Well, let's hear from our next listener. Hi there, Ezra and James. This is Tim West from the great white north of Canada. Melissa and I, my wife, are enjoying the podcast. I can't believe how hilarious it was. It was so tough to give give away five bucks the other day. Um, just a, <laughs> it's just interesting play on money. Uh, I've been a big fan of James's products over the last while, and um, through his teachings and mentorship, Melissa's yoga website has really taken off, and we've got some big plans in the future. I'm not going to share them now. Just no point in telling you what we're planning on doing. We're just going to go do it. We're super excited to hear more about Ezra, too. As a non-judgmental vegans ourselves, my wife and I are astounded as to how people get wrapped up in their diets, and they feel the need to tell us that they don't eat meat anymore, etc. Just very odd. We don't wear placards. We don't have flyers in the mall. We just uh, we eat awesome organic food, uh, of which I eat too much. Um, just wanted to send out a quick shout out and let you know that the show is sounding really good. Uh, the content is very much appreciated. I recommend it highly to others, and um, and use your line of just turn the TV off and listen. Uh, it's the best thing I ever did was kill the TV cable years ago. I love the references to the old books, uh, Think and Grow Rich, and uh, and I'll take you up on the advice of reading some of the new ones, like the uh, the Millionaire Fastlane. Um, I just ordered that on Amazon, so I'm looking forward to that. So all the best to you and uh, James and Ezra. I uh, again super appreciated. All the best, and uh, talk to you soon. Cheers. Tim, hey, man. Uh, thanks for listening, dude. I, I appreciate you identifying as a non-judgmental vegan. That's very cool. Awesome that you listen with your wife. I think that's a fun – I think this you know, something just, just to talk about. If you have a business partner, uh, a really fun thing to do would be, could be to listen to podcasts or educational content together because then you can talk about it and ideas come from that kind of stuff. So uh, I think that's a cool thing that you're doing with your wife and I think it, it relevant to anyone with a partner of any kind in business and life and whatever. If you are listening to this and you're enjoying this podcast, share it with them and maybe not just our podcast, any piece of media that you're consuming that's relevant, that's uh, leading you towards growth in your business and life. Uh, very helpful to do that with your business partner because then you guys, you know, you can sit there and talk about it and really cool ideas come up when you're doing that kind of stuff. So I think it's a very cool idea. You use the word growth a lot and I think that's so important. I mean, these podcasts for the right listener could be like fertilizer or water and if you listen to it together, then you are growing together. You want to be looking for an attitude match. Yes. Well done. <laughs> Way to bring, it, to bring back. it back. Way to bring <laughs> had to bring it back. All right, so Thanks for those listener things. If you want to have your voice on Think Act Get, if you'd like to be famous and go out in the, the top of iTunes business section and be listened to by thousands of listeners, all you need to do is click on the little leave a voice message tab on the bottom of thinkactget.com. Get your microphone ready and please, the best microphone you've got. We'd really appreciate it. And leave your voice message and you too may be published on this show. So we've got a couple of other news items we should talk about. The, apart from the sex episode uh, being very, very highly sought after, and even though Ez was not that enthusiastic about it, I think we'll be able to get him dragged along to that episode. Uh, we've oh, talked yeah. about receiving voicemails through SpeakPipe, uh, which is, by the way, it's out of beta now and they're starting to charge for it. And I saw that. I don't I mind saw leaving the, the attribution. I think they've come up with a fantastic solution there for podcasters. I've got it on all of my podcasts and I'm just 
bringing all these messages. And I think there's nothing better than injecting your own customer personality into your show because it shows you really are there for them and you're sharing. And let's let's uh, say so, something on that real quick, which yeah, is go what it. kind of stuff we'd like. You know, we'd like anything, anything that you've got, your viewpoints, your thoughts, your questions, and anything that you can think of that comes up for you when you're listening to the show. Maybe if you have a thought about a certain thing while you're listening to the show, just jot it down. And then when the show's over, click that little button and then just let us know what, what came up and what it made you think about or how it was relevant to your business. Even if it's not like a question or anything, we just are, are curious how this is affecting you and, and what you think about it. And I'll even go one step further and say, if you want, if you've got a suggestion on how we can make a better show, then I'm happy to take some feedback as well, like uh, suggestions for improving Think Act Get so that we can create something that really hits the mark, whatever that mark yeah, happens and, to be. <laughs> Someone hit us with that the other uh, on a on a previous uh, comment. It was a text comment, but they said, "Hey man, why don't you make a list of the books that you suggest?" And so now we're doing that. And I thought that was a really good tip. So we're open to that kind of stuff. Exactly. We're we're not judgmental, and uh, we've we've got thick skin as well. <laughs> All right. So Ezra, we did get a bit of criticism on the last episode for teasing them uh, listeners with the big announcement. We talked about it in the beginning of the show and then we didn't actually tell them what it was or what it even might be. Are we at, at that point yet? We're not quite there yet. It's Oh, come on. I think we got to okay, next week, man. Next episode. We'll, Why is it we'll, so secretive? All right. You want to just drop a... Uh, well, here's the thing, man. You got... It, we've got to be ready when we announce this, we've got to be, we've got to really be ready for to, to, to you know, to, to engage with people when this happens and when we when we start talking about it and got, start planning it out. And, drop and, a little hint. All right, it's going to be very hot. How about that? <laughs> that's not a hint. What's that? I think that's a hint. Like, that's a pretty good is hint. Is this a marketing ploy? <laughs> it's really not a marketing ploy, man. It's just not no, quite ready. Seriously, yet. I think um, because of what we're planning, it involves some logistics. Okay, so I'm gonna, I'll, I'll put it at that. It's something that involves logistics that need to be in place before it's announced. Otherwise, it could backfire. So we're, we're getting the logistics sorted. I think we're about a week away from talking about what it is. And uh, I think if you're one of the hardcore, like think I get, you know, if this podcast really resonates with you, then it's going to be something where you can get a little bit closer to the action. Right, so I think we'll leave it at that and we'll come back to that. Uh, in the meantime, what we can talk about is Fast Web Formula 4, which Ezra is coming to in June in Sydney. And so depending on whether you're listening to this now or whether you're listening to this in the future, uh, it may or may not have run. If it has been run, you might be able to find some recordings where Ezra will have been awesome. Everyone's raving about the e-commerce stuff that Ezra talks about. But if you are listening to this in time and you can come to Sydney, tickets are on sale at the moment at fwf4.com. It will be well worth the visit. It's a very humble price and you'll see Ezra, myself and our other good buddy Clay Collins, who's a software freak, genius, amazing, good quality uh, the, the dude guy. Is so. just He's just brilliant, that guy. Yeah, he is. Everyone's brilliant who's going to be. It's really just uh, mostly the three of us talking at this event. And we will be recording a Think, Act, Get podcast live at the event, which will be always – that. that's still the highlight of my podcasting was recording a Freedom Ocean episode live at Fast Web Formula 3, uh, which uh, is somewhere up on freedomocean.com. You should check that one out. If, you, if you're not listening to Freedom Ocean and you like Think, Act, Get, I think you'll – probably enjoy that podcast are, and are also, we recording live from stage yes huh 
I didn't know that. That's awesome. Oh, well, there you go. We're full of surprises. Yeah, we'll be actually cranking up the, uh, the Zoom H4. We'll probably record it on. And we'll be having a live podcast. So you've got to come up with some show notes for that. And oh, dude, I've got a good, I've got it ready already. There but it also got it. think about something where we can involve the, the audience. A live audience is just the biggest buzz ever because they can, you know, they laugh and, they cry and they, uh, they, you know, it's it's awesome. I think from memory, the one that I did with Freedom Ocean, we were talking about my biggest mistake. So it was uh, it was a classic where I was confessing to ha- actually having made mistakes and not being perfect. And uh, Tim was having a lot of fun with that. But I also got him a few good jabs back. All right, this is good to know. I, I, I appreciate I'm happy that we brought this up and it's in the, in the updates because I... Well, I think we'll link to that episode in the show notes for listeners so that um, they can practice. And if you've got any requests, listener, for what you'd like us to cover live at Fast Web Formula 4, that'd be a great thing to leave a voice message well for. Well done. Well done. Uh, I love that. Um Happy, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that. I didn't know it was coming, but this is the attitude thing, right? I got hit with the surprise, but I'm, I'm excited about that surprise. It's going to be fun. And how are you coping with that? What's your default setting on, on dealing with surprises? My default setting is let's, <laughs> let's rock, dude. Now, you know, here's the thing about surprise. Surprise is very interesting. You guys, this is interesting. People don't understand this about surprise, but surprise is always bad because here's what happens with surprise. And here's the reason surprise is so effective is because when you surprise someone, they immediately go down, meaning that they take a down ride. Like they were not expecting this thing to happen, and so they lose about it. They're like, whoa, I didn't expect this. And that's why the surprise party is so effective because it takes them down, and then they realize everything is good, and they're like the ride way back up is very high because they just dropped down because they were surprised. So all surprise is bad, and you should know that before you surprise someone. You should know that they're going to take a little dip before they come back up, and that you should use that to, uh, you know, use it carefully because it. it well, it gets- I made a mistake once where I went over to visit my team in the Philippines for the first time, and I didn't tell them I was coming. It was a surprise. Only one of them knew, and we had them all meet together, and then I turned up. But they're so shy; they were like absolutely mortified that the boss is there, and they they hadn't, um, they just weren't ready for it. And so, anyway. Don't surprise your team if you've got a team in the Philippines. <laughs> didn't, Bad didn't idea. Work well, out very well. <laughs> you know, they're amazing people, and it worked out okay. But it was still like I, I sent them through a little bit of a shock compared to where they would normally be at. It was just too far of a stretch for them to comprehend. For I just had imagine staring at a couch full of Filipinos hugging pillows to protect their bodies from <laughs> the boss. That's awesome. <sighs> Uh, all right, moving on to our think about it quote. And before we do, I just want to say that that bit about surprise I actually got from LafayetteMorehouse.com. I grew up in uh, in a hippie commune, as you all know, and uh, it's go- it goes by the name of Lafayette Morehouse. So you can check them out. They've got some really interesting viewpoints on all kinds of things. Well, I've never heard that uh, take on surprise before, so I'm learning as much as everyone else on this show. That and bananas. <laughs> One of the benefits of growing up around many, many people is you get many, many different viewpoints. So check those guys out. They're fantastic, and they may just have something to do with our sex episode. So anyways, moving on, we're on our uh, Think About It quote, and James already did his before he even – I stole the thunder. I stole stole my thunder. That's all right. That's I've got one, and which fits right in with our show topic, which is people may hear your words, but they feel your attitude. And that's by John C. Maxwell. And it's so true. Think about 
you can feel when you walk into a room, you can tell if someone is pissed off. Someone that you know, you can feel if they're up. You know, they, they may be saying things, everything's fine, but you feel it. So uh, have that in mind. If you're if you are, uh, and this, you know what, I'm gonna roll right into our, our our tag tips because this goes right along with this quote. So the first tag tip is learn to say no because it's actually much nicer to say no to things that you don't fully want to do rather than to do them and be a drag, right? So don't do things out of obligation because no one wants your help if you don't want to be helping them. And that's what I was talking about with the attitude. Like if you're doing something that you don't want to do, people can feel it. So say no and say no often. But when you say yes to something, really say yes and fully show up for whatever that thing is. So only do things that you're 100% on board for and that's going to help your attitude towards them if you're actually willing to do them or you actually want to do them when you're doing them instead of doing stuff that you don't really want to do and then being uh, you know, not so nice about it. And on a simple level, the more times you say no, the more power you have for you. Yes, it's literally a sliding scale. You're just reserving that power. Like because we have this energy expenditure every day, we can actually build up our energy. Say no, 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 no. When we get a yes, like bang, yes. So in my case, I could say no to certain opportunities, but I say yes to go down to the surf. And when I go down there, I've got the power and the energy just to catch those waves and harness it and really give myself that full commitment to it because I've reserved my energy for that activity by saying no to the bike ride or no to the walk. I'm just putting that energy into one activity there. So here's something interesting about attitude. And I guess this goes deeper as to questioning your beliefs, but try switching up your sleep-wake cycle, see what it does for you. I have uh, recently just had a complete shift, like cold turkey, uh, and it came about with moving to the sea. I've moved to this place that is on the front row of the beach, and it faces north, east, and south. And in the southern hemisphere, it's important here, the, the, um, the sun comes up in the east and it lowers in the west. I don't know if that's the same in the north, but let's just say that that uh, that's how it works here, right? And um, when the sun comes up, it's just coming straight into my window and I wake up and I don't wear sunglasses around the house, obviously. My, my eyes are just receiving that light. It's like a signal to wake up and I'm starting to get really tired by 9 or 10 o'clock at night and I tend to go to bed earlier now. So just that complete shift in sleep-wake cycle has resulted in this complete schedule shift. I mean, I wouldn't schedule anything before midday generally for any sort of business call because I generally wouldn't wake up until about 11. So now I've got this extra four hours in the morning. I can do exercise, eat, and rip through some of my busiest work. I can film something, record something, which we're doing now at uh, an hour before I would normally wake up. We're recording this. And then by the end of the day, I feel I've really satisfied my things to do and I can just uh, switch off and relax, read or do light activity. So I'd say in terms of attitude, see if you can come up with a new attitude about the schedule that you're keeping, the routine you have and why you're doing it, question it and approach it in a different way and just mix it up a bit. And if you're a really early morning person, maybe see if you uh, – See if you can try a later cycle and just see what happens. I found that certain benefits at night in my old place was the only time I could have fast internet was after midnight. The internet was really fast for about two or three hours. And when I say really fast, it's like normal people's slowest slow was my fastest fast. And uh, it, it 
was funny, but I was actually building my life around the time when I could actually do my job. And uh, now I've got fast internet on tap. So it's freed me up to, to do a schedule around what I want to do. And you, you know, hey, you got in touch with me a couple hours ago, which is, I don't even know how early that is for you and said, hey, man, what do you think about doing this a little earlier? <laughs> I wake up at seven something now. That's when the sun comes up. And every day I take a picture of the sun and post it up there for people, uh, not to brag or to show off, uh, but for those people where it's snowing or it's cold or miserable, I'm giving them a little bit of ray of sunshine for their day. And a lot of people say thanks. I've had people email me every day saying, hey, could I use your picture on my blog? I love these sunrises. They're amazing. I mean, nature's beauty is just blowing me away here, the, the the beauty of the sun over the water and the sky and the, the surf and the trees. It's just mind-boggling after living on the farm for a while. Yeah, I'm enjoying looking at those pictures, man. It's making me miss the beach. Makes you want to come to um, Sydney, right? About June. It really does, but <laughs> unfortunately, it's going to be cold. Dude. It's not going to be as cold as your cold in New York, I'm telling you. Cold in winter in Sydney is really not that bad. And as we close the show... We were talking about attitude, how attitude really dictates how much you enjoy your life, and you have choice in your attitude. So this has been another episode of Think, Act, Get, where we talk about what you think determines how you act, which results in what you get. So thank you so much for listening in. James, I enjoyed doing this episode with you. Um, happy that we got done a little early today, too. Ezra, it's been awesome. And uh, looking forward to the one on sex. <laughs> we'll have to see when that one actually pops up. But yes, it, it'll happen, I'm sure. See you, mate. And there you go, dude. This has been another episode of Think, Act, Get with James Schramko and Ezra Firestone. For more tips and tutorials on how to grow your business faster, visit thinkactget.com and join the newsletter. It's free. It's free.